calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Crown, following their release from zenithal custody, have been granted special permission by the administration to take on a glory debt to reincarnate their fallen ally. Going into the glory hole for the homies. Wow, now that's friendship. I'm just surprised the Armistice administration granted the request. He's got a boiling hate on for these cats. For a hero who lost his life on the job? Unheard of. Denial of such a request would bring down the full wrath of the Adventurers Guild, the Mules, and the general public. Besides, they will have to immediately put forth whatever glory they had accumulated before their disappearance. Should they be reinstated, they'll also be paid out for their dream quest and their trip to Eudaimonia, though those scores are not likely to be great. But what happens if they don't get reinstated? How can they possibly muster the rest of that spirit dosh? Well, the Battle Axis administration can't prevent local leagues from admitting disgraced players, so that would be the most logical next step. Unfortunately, local leagues pay out glory at a far slower rate. So wait, the punishment for breaking the rules in the mages is just getting busted down to the minors? That doesn't sound like much of a punishment, Page. In truth, the minor leagues don't begin paying out glory until legendary rank. It would technically be easier to toddle around non-able doing odd jobs and assassinations for quintessence, which can be paid in place of glory. But that would put them in violation of the Adventurer's Guild Charter and would likely cost them their membership. Plus, singulars are rarely paid in quid. Well, you know so much about this stuff. I was a minor player in a much larger play for many centuries. Thank you for your acknowledgement. It's not often in this line of work to be appreciated for my skills. Anytime, bud, bud, but, but, butthole. You're a face. Your face is like a metal butt. Does that grind your gears, Tin Man? Eh? Oh, <clears throat> yes, of course. You turgid sculpture of turkey legs and discarded pot roasts. We'll be back right after these messages, after I've calmed down about, oh, you know, all the hate. The Aura Campus is not a palace. It is a hospital and chapel to all faiths, and all those who have need of care and sanctuary. Even those who revel in murder and spread disease are welcome here. As such, there is no grand cathedral or great hall of Aura, no vast cavernous monuments to man or God. Instead, 
concentric rings of structures divided through the center horizontally and vertically, an axis of good and evil, trending more neutral towards the center. The innermost structure is administrative. You have already been approved for one reincarnation, and so there is no need to follow the bureaucratic process. Instead, you have been instructed to make your way to building C3G7. As you do so, you realize these designations denote Chaos 3, Good 7. And so, following the axes, the building is easy enough to find. It is adorned with symbols of gods in an unceremonious way, each one given its appropriate space on the pilasters of this brick-and-mortar structure. The doors are tended by a male tiefling cleric in gleaming gold breastplate, with bright blue skin and deep red eyes. A badge in his chest bears the address of the building. <sighs> Wusha Brianchild, a.k.a. Wusha Brianborn, a.k.a. Wandering Tide, a.k.a. Ra'a from the Onaka tribe of Skanawi. That's a new one to me. Is that his name? Yes or no? Yes, it Wusha. A plus, good. Thank you. Please proceed to the reincarnation chamber six on your right. He gestures into the building. Uh, thank you. Do you tip clerics? I don't. <laughs> I look at Gaspar. Maybe not this one. <laughs> I don't like the idea of clerics taking money. <laughs> I think it depends on the domain. For some, that's how they worship. Displaying his hand. <laughs> yes. Grasping. Gods of greed or corruption. Of course. The halls bear corkboards with notes and procedures, bulletins and reminders, but nothing grandiose or divine. Just workplace nonsense. Even the room you enter, for Wuxia's reincarnation, is dull, with linoleum floors and unadorned wooden cabinets. In the center is a large glass cylinder which runs from floor to ceiling, and there are four chairs in front of it for each of you to sit in. It's... A little less grandiose than I expected. Everywhere we go, they offer us furniture for Wuxia. There was a fourth bed in the prison. There's a chair here. Do people not know he's junk in a bottle right now? <laughs> bottle of bum jum? <laughs> Maybe they're just being considerate. It's like he's still with us. I talk to the jar sometimes. Oh, I know. <laughs> I guess we just wait. Um... Mr. Goethe said all the paperwork was done. We just had an appointment time. I will ceremoniously place the bottle on the chair, and just to get it some fresh air, I'll uncork it. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, the room is filled with the smell of the sea. Fresh salt spray, sand, and rot. It's like he's still with us. <laughs> Penelope takes a seat, clutching a hastily drawn picture of Wusha, but with the bottom half of a horse. <laughs> Just keeping my keeping my eyes on option A. <laughs> Dreaming of a Wooshtar. <laughs> <sighs> After a few minutes, an acolyte comes in. She has no flesh to speak of. Instead, she is made of some manner of amorphous ochre ooze, which has been poured into a dark blue leather bodysuit. She steps forward. Hello, I am Lejik, and I will be a reincarnation counselor for today. Hello, Lejik. And I assume you're the fallow crown? Uh, that which remains, yes. 
I see. And this is our uh, candidate. She points to the bottle. In the foam. <laughs> is that a large enough sample? We actually don't need a remains for a reincarnation. Dragging around the stinky bottle for no reason? No, you brought his spirit, and that's what's important. Oh. Otherwise, it might have been left where you uh, lost him. Is there anything we need to get prepared for? Or? Well, my purpose here is to make sure all of you are comfortable with, well, what's happened to your friend. He's died, and he's probably died in a plane, and he's not entirely sure where he is. More importantly, he probably isn't in an afterlife that he was ready for. A lot of the time, petitioners mm, can't really bridge planar gaps. And so he's probably in some kind of limbo. To be fair, any plane he ended up on, he probably would have been a little confused and lost. True. But more than likely, he doesn't even know what he is anymore. He's probably just floating in the ether. He was always really bad at limbo. <laughs> but great at floating. <laughs> Now, I just want you to be prepared for the fact that for him, a lot of time has passed, and he might not be exactly who you remember. Well, a lot of time has passed for us as well. Hmm. I understand that there's a bit of a time dilation between where he died and where we are now. Correct. Hmm. That could be a little bit tricky. For him, it could even be longer, because usually dead things experience things slower. So for him, it could be hundreds of years, or it could have been five minutes. Who knows? We will steal ourselves for any outcome, but returning our friend is the most important. Absolutely. And when he comes back alive, it's going to be important that you're there for him. Make sure that you try not to use any um, terminal or fatal terminology. Try not to suggest that he died more than he took a break. Uh, it might be a good idea to think about it in terms of your friend has come home after a long trip. Sometimes it can be overwhelming to be bombarded with all those feelings. And while you're all probably experiencing a lot of trauma... Uh, he probably had just as much, if not more. So don't make it his responsibility to deal with your feelings. This is great information. Do you perhaps have some kind of pamphlet or brochure that can... <laughs> I do. She reaches into a, into her openable clipboard and pulls out a few pamphlets and hands them to you. So your friend got rezzed. <laughs> <laughs> now, I understand that you're going to be overcome with feelings as well, and I'm here to support and help you in any way I can. One of the reasons why I do this job is because I'm nice and soft and squishy. So if you want to give me a big old hug, go ahead. You can't hurt me. I don't have bones. I get out of Penny's way. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I just glomp on and just a very long hug. The The leather that she's wearing is nice and soft and supple, but firm enough to hold her into a shape that still feels like a body. So as you squeeze into her, there's definitely a lot of press and give. And she definitely seems to emanate a good solid warmth and comfort. But at no point do you feel like there's any limit to the amount you could squeeze. Feels like one of those stretch arms. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of squeaky leather noises. Okay, this is my new top choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really appreciated. But we'll see. Plasmoids aren't exactly a common option. You hear wishing for Gusha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if everybody's ready, we can go ahead and get started. So. What's going to happen is one by one, a series of clerics are going to come in and they're going to have an option for you to choose from. It should be noted. Be, be aware of this. You might not say anything you're excited about, but they're going to do their best. These guys aren't people who are tailor-made for you, but they're trying to tailor-make the option for him. So be respectful, be courteous, and understand that these guys are just trying to do their best. All right, here we go. She knocks on the door. And when it opens, a cleric walks in. The figure that enters lowers its head to make it through the door. 
and a very sizable feline shape enters. An androgynous red wine face is framed by a braided mane, a massive red sphinx with draconic wings, its body covered in white, swirling, interwoven, almost brocade tattooed lines. And it sits on its hind legs, staring at you with pure white eyes. I am Tiorex Val, servant of Khalifra, the god of infinite patterns. A follower has come to me, a furbolg from the eastern coastline, dweller of both sand and sea, bones of coral and breath of the gale winds. And you see a half-giant manifest in the clear tube, a huge head of hair like seaweed hanging down around its shoulders, and more tattoos of the infinite patterns of Caliph Ra. Uh, this aquatic furbolg gains shape water and an additional druid cantrip. They know fog cloud and create and destroy water as ranger spells. And they gain an additional first level spell slot and speak with aquatic life at will. So very big spell castery ranger type. But when I pictured an aquatic furball, I just immediately thought of like seaweed hair, yeah, awesome. seaweed beard. Fucking rad. Do you as characters have any questions for this person? The bottle gurgles. <laughs> Can it talk to all sea life? Yes. How... On a scale of 1 to 10, would you rate the huggability? Six. <laughs> Final question from me. What does it smell like? Where the water meets the land. That's a pretty good improvement, honestly. Uh, would this form... Uh, it wasn't clear if Wuxia had suffered some sort of brain trauma in his trials of life. Would this one have perhaps a higher functioning cognitive process? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Their mind and soul will be as it once was. Only the vessel shall transform. How much noise does this thing make? Just enough. <laughs> <laughs> and so what will Wusha have to do to honor his new god? These markings are eternal. All who look upon them will see through the veil and the mysteries beyond the cage of their lines. Well, thank you very much. This, is, uh, this has been fantastic. Uh, we'll let you know if your vessel's chosen. Great. I have a 130. <laughs> <laughs> and the Sphinx exit. And not a moment passes before another enters. You hear it before you see it. The jangling of spurs and heavy steps as a giant shaggy minotaur walks through the door. At first, it looks like he may have mange or some sort of fur-related problem, but slowly you realize that that is just a network of brutal scars across his body. He carries a massive two-handed morning star, shaped like a giant fist covered in spikes, and his curling horns also end in metal caps that are spiked fists. <laughs> he looks out over the collected fallow crown and says 
Well, I'd done heard of you, but I expected something a little more. Meaty. He punches the wall next to him. Please refrain from damaging the hospital. I ain't get told what to do. My name is Magnus Sinex, Bull Praetorian of Rancore, the fixer of fights. God of punching? <laughs> Would you like to see an act of service? Just getting the bare bones details here. Oh, you'll get the bones. You see, Wuxia was very much into kicking things. <laughs> what is a kick but a foot punch? <laughs> this is a god Wuxia can get behind. <laughs> the, Minot- the Minotaur strides around to each one of you and presses a bloodstained coin into your hand and says, I'll get it back when I kill you later. <laughs> Jesus. Now, our specimen here was a scrappy one. You see, this bastard got surprisingly far in the coffer arenas, down an opponent after opponent, bouncing off the damn walls near impossible to hold down what cause his weird skin and all. He's going to punch the big glass tube, and a frog shows up. <laughs> A poison dart frog in a humanoid form. Not very big at all. Three feet, if he's lucky, with spots across its yellowed back and a purple stomach to it. Each and every one of our <laughs> benefactors that bet against this saw themselves lose and an embarrassing slurry of tongue and snot. It was up to me to put him down. By God, he gave a fight. I offer you this. Glory in a tiny toad package. The Grung. We shall look at a swim speed of 25 feet and can choose a new poison effect by changing diet for 24 hours with his poisonous skin. Also, due to bright colors at the start of initiative, all beast-type creatures must succeed a DC-12 wisdom save or be frightened. Hmm. Inquiries. Um, yes, I have one. On a scale from one to ten, how deadly would hugging this be? <laughs> Is one bad for you or good for you? Uh, well, rating the deadliness, one would be good for me, ten would be deadly for me. Eight, eight and a half, eight point two five. Solid. Last bet. <laughs> No further questions from me. Uh, Wuxia is a very specialized style of fighting, involved a lot of not thinking, but heaving forward swiftly. Uh, This creature, while clearly uh, built into a very cunning frame, looks like it would be more agile than strong. Is that a fair assessment of its skills? It's quick, speedy little bastard. But you'd be surprised how much of a punch that curled up little flipper hand can do what is the poison yield on this thing can it be harvested i ain't never tried to milk a frog before but i assume you can <laughs> i'd say it last year good day if you're willing to scrape his soft bits well, thank you so much it seems uh it seems like a fun fun friend there little frog man uh you have any questions or anything you need to do with us anything at all I got one thing I need to do. Okay. He's going to go in for a swift 
faint punch toward the ooze thing. Not actually punch it, but, you know, the hand up threatening, like, oh, I'm going to get you kind of thing. Her face is intractable. That's because fair. It's, because it's an ooze. <laughs> well, that's disappointing. Then he's going to turn around and leave. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> like, cool enough, great here, but not such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have... This cleric is an amorphous, translucent being, vaguely humanoid in form, with no face or other detailed features. They are wearing gold vestments, and as they outstretch one of their limbs, you see a stack of pamphlets travel through its body and emerge from the extended limb. Legic's <laughs> hands are on its face, and it seems very excited. It is an option. <laughs> Hello, skin solids. <laughs> hello just one question how do you feel about goo (laughs) (laughs) holy fuck mixed experience primordus are slime sovereign would be happy to bring your companion into the fold and make him one of us. <laughs> We'd love to have you along on a goo cruise and see what we're all about. <laughs> Our cruise entertainment right now is a production of the musical Gooseys. <laughs> God is goo. <laughs> God damn it. Did you have a description for us? While they do conjure something into the liquid, it just looks like more of the liquid, only denser. When your eyes do lay on the form, you see that it seems to shift in shape, sometimes humanoid, sometimes not, and it doesn't seem to have any other discernible organs. This is a plasmoid. Gain proficiency with aether vehicles and immunity to acid rather than resistance. Once per day, they can submerge themselves in water and grow to a size larger, gaining plus two max health per level for 1d6 rounds. That's so fucking funny. Uh, What are the complications of, let's say, hypothetically, living in an apartment with a pile of wetness? (laughs) That's basically what we've been living with. (laughs) What does this thing eat? Anything it can catch. (laughs) And if you have problems with dampness, you might invest in sponges. (laughs) Penny's hands still on her cheeks. No questions from me. (laughs) Lejic kind of walks up to the other plasmoid, and the two of them seem to gurgle at each other excitedly. There's lots of slapping sounds and weird (laughs) gurgles and pops and and bloops, and then uh, eventually they embrace hands for a moment, and as they do, you see their colors intermingle, and they leave some of their color behind. That's so cute. Now I'm pregnant! (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe they did it in front of us. (laughs) Two long, forked, metallic arms turn around the corner of the door and pin uh, themselves towards the frame. Swinging from it 
is what looks like a pod, a cradle of steel and runes. Nest in it is a rock gnome. (laughs) Dressed in a very slick suit, hair pulled all the way back and weighted by what you can only assume is machinist grease. Just run some of this grease over here. I am Cofenius. Executive Riveter of Optimus R. God damn it. I'm shaking my headphones off of that. Maybe I am. I am Cofenius. Executive Riveter of Optimus R. God of Borrowed Innovation. Ah, he's the wiggly one. <laughs> the last one was the wiggly one. Yeah. What does borrowed innovation mean? Does that mean stolen? I have for you our new model of aquatic soldier. It has been inspired by your most famous aquatic monsters the Kraken, the Sahagan. The Kelpie. Dual pneumatic and cannons chambered in 30 millimeter javelins. It has artificially created mithril bearings to withstand the rust that will be created by the sea. In the tube is a shiny, newly crafted, warforged body. Still in plastic wrap. this body will have a 20 foot swim speed both arms can shoot javelins or spears in this case you have harpoon cannons on your wrists harpoon cannons on your wrists it doubles your spear throwing range and allows you to throw underwater as well At which point, uh, Cavinius is going to press a button, have the steel cradle slowly lower down to the floor. Oh, okay, that's much better. (laughs) (laughs) Questions? Uh, We've never really worked with an automaton type thing before. Uh, How does... Does it feel pain? Does it... uh, he feel hunger? Does it feel love? To optimize chances of survival, it will feel pain to no one is being harmed. It will feel love so that it will know pain. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fuck me, Angela. Wow. <laughs> but can it feel um, soft touch? There are many packages available. <laughs> For latex coverings. <laughs> there is shark skin. That sounds really sanitary. The Casanova. <laughs> or beach jellyfish. <laughs> if softness is your desire, you can visit our workshop and we will develop your desired texture. <laughs> Pillow Top Warforge is incredible. <laughs> so the new Wuxia is actually a sex bot <laughs> with guns. Wuxia has always been a sex bot. <laughs> with guns. <laughs> with guns. <laughs> with guns. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if we design a new outer skin for this, how stealthy can it be? It will fully depend on your friend Wusha. Any mistake is a user error. <laughs> well, thank you. This has been the most uh, uh, hmm, interesting one today. Uh, please, in the future, if you're going to be writing any kind of uh, uh, petroleum-fueled equipment, uh, be sure to carry some means of dispersing the smog. This is a no-smoking room. Oh, I live with it every day. <laughs> Didn't notice. Goodbye. <laughs> you are ridiculous, yeah. and I love you. Beautiful. Well, that's about halfway through. How about we go ahead and take a little quick lunch break and then be back in 20? I don't know. What would Wusha want? Definitely lunch. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. You know what I mean. I'll crumble up some crackers in the bottle like he likes. <laughs> <laughs> That was a close one, my friend. I don't know if I can keep this up. We have to. For the fans. For Warren and for Dirk. Why, though? Who cares if we're buds? We'll be like those early announcers. Kit and Gust. Well, chutzpah and harmony. Kit and Gust at it again. This isn't the old days. Fans want drama, hostility, and righteous ribbings. But I hate ribbing you. And I you. But this is the way it has to be. For Dirk. For Dirk. Welcome back to EXPN. I'm... Sarge, what are you doing? Cobble loading. On Scry, can't you even pretend to be a professional? Timing is everything, Paige. If I don't eat 1,600 calories every two hours, I could literally waste away. We're talking entire grams of muscle lost, blown away by the cruel winds of fate and late lunches. A tragedy beyond compare. Gods forbid even a centimeter of your physique be compromised for the sake of airtime. My thoughts exactly. This is just a quick spot anyway. Let's go to commercial. Oh, wow, I'm in this one. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. I want to take a second to tell you about a podcast I think you'll really like, Mayday. No one is prepared for disaster. No one knows exactly how they'll react in a plane crash, an earthquake, or when a lone gunman decides to open fire. On Mayday, you'll hear about the people who had to find out, people whose stories deserve to be heard. Join hosts Maya Nalani and Luke Welland as they tell you about extraordinary people who found themselves in extraordinary circumstances. Listen to Mayday wherever you get your podcasts. She's a brilliant young wizard, fresh out of the academy. He's a werewolf, raised by the church and sworn to protect the city. They're an ancient slumbering void of destruction that's taken the form of a winged child with midnight hair and ivory skin. He's a dwarf who loves beer and fart jokes. She's a deadly Namekian huntress who turns into a kitty cat when she eats bread. 
and she's a reckless daredevil halfling with blue hair and a gun that she made out of an old fishing boat. Find out what brought them together and how they managed to share a two-bedroom apartment tonight on a new episode of Party of Six on the Nexus Enterprise. Hey, all you cuties. Good things come to those who mid-roll. We've been so excited for this episode to come out since recording it, because we all had so much fun bringing it to life. I don't think we've laughed this hard around the table in a really long time. This is the kind of laughter we endeavor to bring into your homes when you listen to our podcast. And if you appreciate that, maybe consider joining the Patreon, where you can get a boatload of great D&D rewards, like maps, variant rules, magic items, and more. The highest tiers can make characters to join the Battle Axis, or be mentioned with a legendary mid-roll team. This week, our featured Battle Axis team is the Hero Rank Dream Squad, the Transient Exiles. With Corey as Thera, Lautus as Azrael Vilnus, Izzy Boshi as Ollie Curious Amaranthus, and Dova Thor as Bartholomew Walson. And of course, our legendary mid-roll teams are the Twilight Concord, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Titans Rise, with Christopher Mashburn, Dylan Hoyt, aka Meat Dad, John Reinhardt, and Lizaris. To get a personal message read on the show or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. Follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdashstreams for Monday Night Live premieres of new LUQ episodes with Mistress Dana. Our temporary mailing address is P.O. Box 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon 97214, if you have anything cool you want to send the cast, which we love to put on social media, as long as it's not homemade food. The night this episode's going live, we'll be at Goblin Up at Wayfinder Brewery running games for our ticket holders. It's going to be a ton of fun, and if you aren't at this one, maybe we'll see you at one of the future events. Stay tuned on our social media for more event information down the road. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the Battle Axis. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Just kidding. I totally did. I'm just being a goofball. My name is Sarge Hardbody, which you definitely knew, because I'm muscle famous. Welcome to the Iron Church, where holiness is swolliness, and we worship gains, girth, and gigapacks. People always ask me, Sarge, how are you so impossibly beefed to the max? You're ripped like a parking ticket and broader than a sunset. Well, the short answer is faith. But the longer and more accurate answer is, I work out 14 of the 19 hours I'm awake. The rest of the time, I'm counting calories, double fists, and protein, and stopping by to say hi to all the people smaller than me. Hey, little guy, what's that, a sandwich? Shame on you. But hey, turns out there's more to being strong than having muscles like a big stack of rolled up sleeping bags. That's because the most important muscle to keep you mighty is this one. I'm pointing at my head. It's my brain. It's right here. And that's what I'm talking about. Now some science people are going to tell you that your brain is mostly fat, but it doesn't have to be. Just get off your cognitive couch and into the mind gym with my new brain beefing program, Biception. Learn to deadlift your doubts, squat away your trauma, bench press your personal issues, and do that rope pulley thingy with your ego. No matter how beefy your body swole your soul, you're only as strong as your brain. And mine is basically a fist of red meat and tendons, tough as a deep fried badger and twice as mad. Sounds cool, right? Well, let's crack open that coconut and crunch some sink meat with the power of meditative weight training. It's Biception. Call today or just bring in some money. No sandals allowed. You've all decided to take a moment at the commissary. It is a standard issue cafeteria like you would 
imagine anywhere else. Today is Salisbury steak. You don't know where Salisbury is, but from what you can tell, they have very bad steaks. (laughs) This is just a wet hamburger. (laughs) Penelope is pushing her food around with her fork and not consuming it. Sick people come here to get better. (laughs) And these are the peas they serve. (laughs) These are the peas. (laughs) We've had some strange and fascinating candidates. Anyone standing out amongst these potential vessels? I hope there are better ones in the future. I just, I don't think Wusha would want to be a robot. To be fair, he'd probably have a good time in any body. But I don't know if he'd want to be a pile of goo either. That's fair. But we could soak it in the water, make it really big, and I could sleep on it. (laughs) I feel like thus far the most clear one-to-one similar to what Wusha's used to is that Fearbulk. Roughly the same frame, though to be fair, it seems to be quite a bit more magical than Wusha's adeptness. Not quite the frontline fighter. And the frog is, it's so small. Yes, I think Wusha would be pulling himself. Two other things. Plus, he already gets everything around the apartment wet. <laughs> that would get it wet and poisonous. And you can't hop with a pickaxe. I'm just assuming he's going to end up losing his leg again. <laughs> <laughs> you finish what of the meal you feel like eating before returning back to C3G7. When you enter, Lejic is already waiting. She seems to be putting some kind of nutrient cubes into her face. Mm. Hello. Good to have you back. I'm jealous of your lunch. (laughs) It's actually really good. Uh, The problem is it doesn't really work for people with mouths. Uh, I dissolve it into my essence, and I can kind of taste it with my whole body. It's designed by, you know, scientists who are plasmoid. You know. Cool. I can also eat normal food. Like, if you give me a hamburger, I just eat it. It's just like food. It tastes good, too. I like food. One more point for the plasmoid with Wusha's preferences. <laughs> anyway, enough about my dietary habits. Uh, are we ready to get going? Yes. Fingers crossed something fluffy. I'm excited to go. All right. One second. Knock, knock, knock. And through the door. Hobbling cane first is an old fish man. His scales dull with age. His mouth wide. Like an elderly gentleman, there is a cul-de-sac of white scales reaching from roughly ear to ear and some wiry feelers growing out of it matching their color. (laughs) He wears a long robe and holds in one hand a long, thin, white wand. And in the other hand, a curled ear horn. My fellows gathered here today I am Palobath, composer of choral movements. I represent Vathulath, the school concordant, god of harmony, unity, watchfulness, and music. (laughs) That's so fucking cute, I want to die. He picks up the conductor's wand in one hand and taps on the glass with it. Settling into the glass is what could only be called a tropical catfish. (laughs) Colorful from shoulder to shoulder. About average human height, but 
broad and wide, with wide-set wall eyes and dangling whiskers on either side of its great big mouth. This body before you is of an ambitious precautionist who, in the prime of his life, was slain by a beast whose hide would have made the perfect drum. He understands the necessities of timing, of rhythm, and how all things move back and forth to their own cosmic melodies. It's so fucking adorable. After so much funny, it's so nice to hear something so sweet. <laughs> I love Grandpa Catfish. <laughs> what a beautiful presentation. What? Puts the ear horn up to his head. Oh, I... I enjoyed your presentation. What? You know, it it does have Wusha's eyes. (laughs) One on each wall. (laughs) You must speak loudly. I am hard of hearing. It's important to note that he, like most fish, does not in fact have ears. Just the ear horn is to the side of his head. (laughs) Moving my mouth very clearly as I'm looking at him. Is there a strong fighter? Yes, yes. The war is not typically our people's purview. He certainly knows how to slap skin. Because of drum, drumming, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I get it. What is its uh, interaction with alcohol? Can I still drink with my friend? It likes algae, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get enough of this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, no, no. Alcohol. Speak up, young man. Alcohol. I don't know him. <laughs> Booze. Hooch. Oh, sorted intoxicants? Yes, if you want to put it that way. He had a fondness for him. Often he would go about finding prick. It's what we use to sully our senses. It's a little jab from a blowfish, you see, isn't it? Either I would like prick or I want to get blown. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I think this is a great place to stop. Uh, Gail, thank you so much, sir, and uh, we'll we'll consult you if there's any further questions. I didn't catch that last bit. Leave! Ah, yes. Comport yourselves with music and grace. All right, always do. He canes and slaps his way out of the room. (laughs) There's an impending drone coming from the hallway. Before one light little tap, and then the door explodes. The shrapnel washes over you, and bursting through is a hooved, fly-winged, bull-headed demon. (laughs) Sick. I am Kalaka, and I have spearhead of Ozak, the one who knocks things over. (laughs) oh lordy very specific deity I love it (laughs) (laughs) Wusha loves knocking shit over (laughs) and spears tell me did your teammate love chaos um casually he had a knack for finding it wherever he went then he will love it even more I give to you one of the greatest thieves of life In order, this specimen was blessed 
with the wings of chaos, destruction, and annoyance. <laughs> oh no. It's hard to see anything else through the glass of this tube. When you can finally make sense of the grayscale pattern along the sides of it, you realize that they are feathers. Large, but unmistakably the wings of a seagull. (laughs) One of the world's most hated avians. (laughs) Kalaka is going to shake the tube just a little bit. As the wings separate, you catch a glimpse of the most muscular quad, (laughs) fully defined thigh. Whatever's in this tube is 85% muscle, 10% feathered wing, and 5% stolen food. (laughs) It's like that song, 85% muscle, 10% food. (laughs) 100% reason to choose him as your next teammate. This demon will have plus three strength, plus one constitution, and... Oh, it has wings. I so can, is that how many? Uh, let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. Oh. Uh, it is technically it is labeled oh. as a, it is labeled as a demon. It is technically an abyssal tiefling with also the wings of a of a winged tiefling. Sick. Uh, it is also the size of a Goliath, and instead of having plus two strength one con, it has plus three three strength one con. Gross. There's only one problem, Angelo. Once a long rest, the DM may ask you to make a wisdom saving throw or be compelled to destroy or attack something. It's just one of those days. <laughs> no, it's just once a day. <laughs> yeah, once every day you might be compelled to destroy or attack something. <laughs> it's just once every day. I'm a little speechless. I can't seem to get a good look at its face. Good. It has stolen your speech from you. <laughs> Does one need to have keen awareness and hand-eye coordination to operate wings? Absolutely not. Just pure intent. Well, it's- they are the wings of a seabird. We thought you would like that. We thought it would give us additional points. <laughs> I mean, if it can fly, how much noise will it make up there? Does it, will it squawk? Only at the worst time. <laughs> I am calling this thing the Helbatross, just so we're clear. <laughs> Absolutely, you should. Wow, thank you so much. This is, um... Certainly one to think about, huh? Never seen that before. No further questions. Good. That's great. I'm glad. You can go. I'd say close the door on the way out, but you know. Kalaka looks for another door. (laughs) How many doors are in this room? Oh, the hallway has doors in it. I'm not leaving this room. I'm simply entering another. He runs out the broken doorway and through another door. (laughs) I like him. (laughs) The next cleric is late, suddenly barreling into the room, clutching an attache overflowing with documents. This elf wears a mustard-colored plaid suit, and his black handlebar mustache matches his slicked-back hair. Oh, my brain is filled with image. (laughs) The 70s fuck elf. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) Hey, Bubby. (laughs) 
Am I glad to see you? And have I got some good news? See, you got a friend who wants to help you out, and his name is Caucus, king of wishes and homonyms. <laughs> you got a wish you want fulfilled, and hey, we've got a surplus. I hear your friend here's a real wet one. Well, you want water? You got it. We'll give him fins. We'll give him scales. Heck, we'll even fill him with water. No extra charge. Goggle eyes? Got him. Blow holes? Got him. Whale dick? <laughs> we'll give him two. <laughs> Don't listen to these other guys. With Caucus, you'll get better mileage, less upkeep, and we'll even throw in a water-resistant coating so he'll glide through the sea like a well-greased walrus. So what do you say? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Damn, you're fucking killing me, Dana. <laughs> the image that appears in the tube is clearly a water genasi, but the way that it shifts as he describes the different features that you can add on indicates that it is customizable. <laughs> oh, wet ass and Computer, gadget. show me whale dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Two, please. Two. <laughs> this Genasi is blessed by a water spirit at birth. Once per long rest, they can summon a water weird for 1d6 rounds. They can also become invisible in water once per long rest. You, uh, not saying anything. What, what, what are you looking for? Teeth? More eyes? What, you want more barnacles? <laughs> this one's a real salesman. <laughs> Your wish, my command, you know? Why does this one sound so desperate? We could make Wusha whatever we wanted. What a horrible burden. <laughs> the stunned silence this yeah. character evokes <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> speaks volumes. I agree. Would he want to be a shark or a starfish or... An amalgamation of all these things. What do you want? Tentacles? A tentacle beard? Where, where do the tentacles attach to? Well, we're locked in on whale dick. That's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that one's real popular. For one of the first times in my long life, I am questionless. What about you, Golden Guns? Anything? I have no desire to learn more. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have our people call your people. You got it, Bubby. And hey... I'll even throw in some free manatee nipples. Just uh, <laughs> tell them I sent you. As they leave, the room gets classier. Just a little bit. <laughs> <coughs> you can fit so much of your friend in this bad boy. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. They were not on the schedule. That was not intentional. I'm so sorry. Uh, the previous, the next candidate just didn't show up. Uh, anyway, I think we're uh, ready for our last one. It was weirdly prepared. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll remember that one forever. <laughs> <laughs> she knocks on the wall. From down the hall, you hear. <laughs> and a towering figure as wide as it is tall, clearly head to toe made of metal a mechanical automaton, almost silent in its joints, but thunderous in its steps, wearing bright golden and bronze robes hanging down to its feet. Its head is nothing more but a polished dome, and as it lowers its head and steps into the room, it dramatically pulls open its robes, and in the center of its torso there is a sphere of glass, illuminated 
with Magitech lights, and in the center of it, a phosphorescent koi fish. Mm. How beautiful. And as it speaks, the lights glow and retract. Hi there, I'm Benavel. <laughs> High priest of Alclad, the goddess of awakening and epiphanies. I've had one of those. We understand you're looking for a new vessel for your dead friend. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's see what we're working with here. And the fish swims around the bowl a couple times. And a very small shape floats down into the tube and slowly begins to unfold itself. A tiny humanoid bipedal, longish neck, covered in fine blue and gray scales, with a head like an anglerfish. It is a kobold of the deep sea, with a large fin coming off the top of its head and a wide, toothy mouth. As it begins to unfurl, another shape mysteriously appears in the tube as though manifested from the shadows of the liquid. It is an aquatic drake. It seems to swim in tune with this floating cobalt circling around it protectively, moving like an eel in the water. This is a very strangely evolved deep sea cobalt. It's pretty cool, except for its face. <laughs> we had it kicking around at the warehouse and we thought maybe, you know, get some use out of it. <laughs> This aquatic kobold has an aquatic drake companion as a third-level drake warden feature with cold essence. Once per long rest, you can mount the drake for 1d6 rounds, after which the drake takes one level of exhaustion. Any questions about this little goofball? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, are, are we allowed to have pets at our apartment? <laughs> I am not your landlord. <laughs> I have a real job. <laughs> Very good. Going once. Uh, well, is this amphibious or is it deep sea? The pamphlet says deep sea. <laughs> Will there be a bloating problem? Gives the tube a quick little kick with its boot. Looks fine to me. But if we have a quest on land, what, what does it do? Oh, it's still mostly kobold. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> mostly kobold. <laughs> Can you describe the temperament of the drake? Does it have a name? What does it eat? It is bound entirely to its master. Its mannerisms and will are one with the creatures. It loves jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> Candy beans. So do I. Uh, do we think that a former Goliath would find itself at home in the body of a fishy little dragon man? How the hell would I know? <laughs> I'm a goldfish and a robot. <laughs> you got like the opposite problem. I make it work. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I have never seen anything like this little goober in my entire life. This, this is a pleasure. If you're not going to use it, we're totally going to eat it. So let me know quick. <laughs> <laughs> the petitioners are encouraged not to um, threaten the bodies of their offering. 
I'm sorry, is this your offering? Is it devoted its life to your God? I'll eat whatever priest I want. Oh, oh no. Maybe, maybe it's best you head out. Sure thing, I got a whole lot of worshippers to eat. See you later. <laughs> I forgot my robe. Sorry about that. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> Let me just get that back on here. Could you could you get that from under my leg there? Thank you. <laughs> okay. Deuces. Swing into those last two. <laughs> Legic steps out the door and gives you all a go ahead gesture. Minutes pass, then hours. Deliberating, arguing, debating. Some of you crying, but in the end, a decision is made. It's weird that both of you cried and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been able to cry in such a long time. I was, I almost started crying. I was like, wow, I have to do that. <laughs> well, then you, I thought I was good, but then you started crying. I was like, if you cry, I'm going to cry. <laughs> it, just, it just got away from us. In the end, we've been ignoring the signs all along. We've known what to do since the beginning. I have this big handful of pamphlets from all of these different clerical representatives. And I clear the chairs out of the room. I set them in a circle. And I spin the bottle. <laughs> I can't watch. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> it's the perfect choice for Wusha. It always has been. The bottle spins and spins. And when it comes to its stop, you realize it could have been nothing else. Oh, <gasps> nice. Of course. I lift the bottle on high. I take it to the chambered tube and pour the majestic seafoam contents into that wet bath. So majestic. Please present Wuxia with his choice. <gasps> uh oh. As the seafoam bubbles and churns inside the large vat, as the water begins to shift and move, coalesce and grow around the seafoam itself, where parts grow proteins, grow hard floating lumps within the liquid itself. You can see this creature grow from the inside out. Skeleton, organs, musculature, skin, hair, 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 or seaweed tangles of it long and draping across his head his forearms his legs and thankfully spilling down from his stomach toward his knees as the form begins to solidify you can see a tidal fur bulb looms in the chamber its fur clumped together like it's half dried from stepping out of the ocean. Sand perpetually stuck between its big 
wiggly toes. Braids of thick seaweed moving across its body with the water flowing around it. And intricate, complex tattoos, tessellating patterns across its body. Around its waist and over its shoulders, though, the tattoos are shaped like the ghosts of old chains. And yet, the foam refuses. The flesh isn't ready. Eyes lock on the three of you. And at first, they are curious. And then, they are panicked. Desperate. Clawing. He slams his hands against the glass, desperately trying to be free. He reaches up towards the latch at the top, trying to climb through, but realizes there's no way out. And as the water fills his lungs, and the blood vessels burst in his eyes, and he screams, grabbing at his throat, and no sound exits, you watch as this man drowns, and sea foam fills his lungs. My gods. The water drains. The tube recedes, and Wusha Brineborn opens his eyes. <coughs> Hand reaches up and grasps out for something. His eyes are unfocused and not staring at anything. Penelope freezes as the body reanimates, her heart stopping in her chest. But as soon as she sees its hand reach out, she rushes forward, takes hold of it with both hands. Wushad draws you in close, steady, slowly, and starts to feel up your arm, the side of your neck, your face. Piece of fur, skin, go paralyzed there. Is it? Some horns. Is it really you? <sighs> Uh, Ben, I got a question. She immediately, as soon as you say her name, leaps upon you (laughs) with all the joy she can muster, throwing her arms around your neck and shoulders. You're back, you're back, you're back, you're back, you're back! Most of me, yep. Where's Al? Can I twist his fucking head off? (laughs) There's... So much to talk about, but the important thing is, is your back. <sighs> Wuxia is going to push himself up, wearing Penny around his neck like a necklace. <sighs> Putting a hand on her back. It's good to see you too. You immediately notice how different she is from the pen you remember. Oh. Uh, hey there, little one. Uh, which one are you? <laughs> My name is Penelope Isadora, but I remember everything, Wusha. And in this life or the next, in this plane or the next, I will always be your friend. The very best. I'm going to sling an arm around you and pull you in real close and real wet. His eyes finally focusing, looking around the room. He's going to look at Iavos say, you're not getting away neither. Come here. It's good to have you back, Wusha. It's good to be back. He kind of goes in like he's moving for a hug, but he's actually like putting his hands on your chest and arm and like feeling and moving around you in a circle. 
I'm hairier than I used to be. Am I some sort of sea squatch? <laughs> I think it's cute. Drowning is what made you whole. I wish I could tell you what it was like to drown over and over again, but <clears throat> there's there's a way and a method to how I live and how I exist. I think. My dude, you were this close to being a giant fucking seagull. <laughs> I ain't never been a seagull for. That would be... Would I honk? <laughs> we'll never know. Can I honk now? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Gasper? What's up, Usha? I lost the rest of my body. Oh, but you turned into a handyman. I load my crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> or you try to, but have one strength yeah. so it doesn't quite go. <laughs> I missed you so much, you big damn idiot. I missed you too. But not to cut sweet things short. After an eternity of suffering and doing, does make a man quite hungry. Well, we're not eating here. We have many things to discuss, Wusha. But what do you say we go get this big fella some shrimp? <laughs> yes, please. And not hospital shrimp. <laughs> Something's wrong, though. <coughs> am I... Am I... Am I stuck with this stupid fucking voice for the rest of my life? <laughs> Forever. No! Reborn into the body of a Firbolg, the Fallow Crown is once again a complete team. And what a body. You see that, fella? A pretty sizable step up from the gooey Goliath. It's a good fit for Wusha, Tide Baron. Tide Baron? What, does he rule some reef thief? Oh, I don't know. I was going for a Fallow thing. Fallow Baron. What about Tide Bearer? He's like carrying the tide. Of course you would say that. He's not lifting the tide. He's not doing water squats. Water squats. Trademark Sarge Hardbody. Tidebringer would make more sense. Maybe breakwater? No, coral spine. Ooh, ooh, manemone. Good God, Sarge. Have you not a creative bone hidden anywhere under all that muscle? Look, all I've gotten from you is nautical royalty. I don't want to hear it. Fine. How about rising tide? Wusha Brimefather. Rising tide. Wow. <clears throat> but the tide reborn isn't going to be taking naming cues from the likes of you. Better than some glorified robo janitor. Oh, you muscle jerk. I'll do, oh, I'll get you. Now, if I get you first. Uh, nice. Good scream. Thank you. That was very good. Uh, <laughs> guess who's back? Oh, is back. Um, as soon as you handed this friend. to me, the word sea squatch came into my mind and I fucking I needed to use love it. love sea squatch. We were, <laughs> we really deliberated on that. Like it wasn't, yeah. flavor wise, we ended it as a bottle, but we really wanted to like think about like what the future for Wuxia would be like, how, what his friends would pick versus what the players would pick. <laughs> I for for audience clarification, 
while uh, fucking Angelo, fucking Law and Dana were talking about what Wuxia would become, me and Zach left the room. <laughs> yeah, and we we deliberated, <clears throat> weighed all the pros and cons, and um, yeah. Can I can I ask for my own curiosity's sake what the other one was? The Helbatross. Hell yeah! Yeah, it was telling you perfect, were, yeah. perfect between those Love two. It. Love it. We liked the idea of it being like, you know, a gift for Zach to once a day get to pull the little <laughs> chaos button. The break something trick. And also physically seeing Wuxia flying around throwing javelins would be quite imposing. <laughs> it would mm-hmm. be very funny. <laughs> and we looked at what we've seen in season two thus far. We haven't seen anything really demonic like on the team or in, even si- in the side story. Mm-hmm. That's true. So like you've that's new. You've seen Angelic flip side. However, however. Wuxia leaning into his more natural form, jumping on that fucking primal magic and shit. Hell yeah, I'm in. I think the thing that clutched that choice for us, the fact that I can speak with sea animals at will and the role play for Wuxia talking to the fucking animals. Right. But then <laughs> even the spells that are on that list, like it really just deepens your connection to Mother Ocean. Oh, I'm so fucking excited. They were about all this. great choices. <laughs> yeah. That one there were physically no wrong, is probably no the most similar to Goliath, but that wasn't why we chose it. Absolutely. Right. I'd like to go around the table and I wouldn't just want to talk about favorite moments because it would be nigh impossible to truly narrow it down to our favorite moments. But I want to hear your favorite moment as far as the comedy goes. But I also want to hear what your ideal choice for Wuxia would have been. If nobody else had any say in it, what would you have wanted to go with? Starting with. All right. Favorite comedy bit. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I feel like going first. I'm always stealing. <laughs> no, you're just teeing everyone else up. Yeah. There was a. I don't know whether or not, Law, you planned it or just realized as you were making the footsteps sounds for the koi fish going away from the room. And I was, and I was like, oh, because you know, I was even just going like, oh, look at the perfect volume control as he's like going to different tiers further and further away. And then you did another loud one. I was like, Law fuck up. No, it got, then became louder. He's like, oh, I forgot my robe. And I was like, he's right. He said he dropped his robe. And I, it, so, yeah. Did you plan that or was it like? No, it that was up? like, well, I, he can't just leave. What am I going to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about doing the, the foley of the, you know, the Doppler moving away. And I was like, well, there's a joke right there. It is sitting. I, uh, yeah. I'm routinely impressed by your attention to detail. It's literally like. The thing I am worst at as far as DMing, where I forget all of the little details I've min- mentioned. Mm. And you're so good at just like picking back to one of the things you said like an hour ago. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, that was, that was good shit. That was good shit. Yeah. What would your, uh, what would your ideal Wuxia have been? Uh, if nothing else, like we're talking. If nobody else got any say in it. Yeah. Ex- yeah. And we're talking like mechanic wise, blah, 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 story. Who, mm-hmm. the, who the hell cares? Knowing Wuxia as a character. Mine would have been the anglerfish kobold. That's very fair. I wanted to see him grovel. <laughs> like what? Like Wuxia doing that? I don't know. Like, because one, obviously it's tiny Wuxia. So it's like tiny menace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dealing with whatever's going on, but also anglerfish kobold. That shit's uh, that's a good. To be aesthetic. fair, I slipped that one. I took maybe a little too much creative control on that one. It was just, oh. it just said aquatic kobold, and I was like, that to me sounds no, like an anglerfish. That's exactly what you should. Yeah, have and I was that like, was totally rock solid. That's such a good choice, rather than mm-hmm. you know, like just regular eel. Uh, so yeah, that's mine. <sighs> All of you came in so fucking hot. All of you mm. came in swinging way too hard with your goddamn characters, your clerics pitching their thing. But 
Dana, I've been waiting so hard for your, hey, I got a deal voice. And it came out at literally the perfect moment with the yeah. perfect character. Nailed it. We have been waiting so long for that stupid little joke to come to fruition. <laughs> and thank you for picking the most flawless moment to bust it out. Holy fucking shit, that character killed me. <laughs> I, I love salesman characters in role-playing games. I mean, well, you've left good. us speechless. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a hard fucking thing mm. to do. And you turned an option that I wasn't initially very interested in, in something that I thought was fucking hilarious and perfect. Um, and that's also a hard thing to do. So way to nail that. What the hell? <laughs> you got it. My perfect Sunday. My <laughs> character, my choice I would have made if nobody else had had any influence and it was just me was probably the Lokatha. And that sounds like bullshit. I know because it was, it was one of the ones I presented. No, it was the best choice. It, there was just something about Wuxia being a giant catfish mm-hmm. that warmed my heart. Well, more um, speci- when I say best choice, I don't mean the best choice universally. Oh, yeah. I mean, just for the fact that it has a plus two strength, plus one constitution. It specifically has like natural armor and all this other. Like, sure. it's just a great fucking choice. Mechanics aside, big catfish speaks yeah. to me. Oh, when you pitched it as a catfish, <laughs> I was like. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> None of these have stats though. We didn't go off any stat choices. Correct. No, no, correct. no, 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 no. Have that info. It's I, however, very much like Furbolg because I still like big chunky characters. They uh, are my favorite. I will say that uh for this you are allowed to choose the um the new racial legacy stuff. So if yeah, you wanted fine, if you yeah. wanted to pick two different stats, that's totally fine. I probably won't because it's fine how it is. But Fair. but thank you. It's so tough. Max, remind me your two uh, pitches. My two were the uh, punch fight minotaur. Oh my god! And something, something about that. Magnus Senex means big old man in Latin. Oh, and then you had the the the. And I had the grandpa fish. Okay. Oh fuck! This is hard. I I really like the the presentation of Grandpa Fish. <laughs> Thank you. Like like the the things you said were beautiful. Yeah. And uh, that that was. I, I like that that one was such a shake-up from all of us just trying to make each other laugh. But then it was followed by, what? <laughs> yes. No, it was a good bit. It was a good bit. But it was like, like briefly, like, it just, it kind of broke the... It gave us, it gave us a tension shift. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And there was... That character felt like I was playing a Legend of Zelda game. <laughs> oh, like I could just perfect. see yes. it. Perfectly. Yes. Perfectly. <gasps> the, like, old conductor fish. Yeah. Mm. There was one thing about his personality that never got to came out, uh, never got to come out, um, and it's that he never repeats himself. Ooh. If he says something, he never says it again. You guys <laughs> never asked him to repeat himself or clarify, you know, anything. Uh, so he didn't have to. Sorry, what did you just say? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should have been listening. Other than him going, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, uh, that's him asking for clarification. Mm-hmm. It's a very one-sided character trait. Love, <laughs> Love it. Um, gosh, on, on paper, my favorite is the plasmoid. Um, I just, in my, in my head, it's very hard to, to have Wuxia without a face. Yeah. Like, that's very hard for me. And so, so that's part of what I wasn't sure about. You know, I, I really wanted a big boy. Uh, I like the furbolg. Um, and I, I also like the catfish. Um, <laughs> there it, were no wrong answers. Mm-hmm. There are absolutely no wrong answers, despite what fucking Zach says. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, boy, for jokes, I feel like it's more like 
I can't pick a favorite character because they were all so fucking great. They were so I mean, good. the goo priest, like God is goo. <laughs> yeah. And just the way you present, like I wasn't expecting it from, from you and it, I was delighted. The line of like, I'm not leaving this room. I'm just going into another that one. Was oh, so that was fucking good. Such a good. Oh yeah. Like y'all, like your, your Q and a responses were fucking fire. Mm. Beautiful. I think my favorite moment was just getting to do another thing where we sit around and improv to make each other bust our fucking asses off. This was supposed to be half an episode. It ended up being the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, part of the great thing, though, is that um, none of these are pre-written. We, we literally just wrote them be- right before we did them. And yeah, then, we like um, scribbled them down during the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Then it's fun just to go around and make each other laugh. Agreed. Can I, can I touch on something about that really quick? I haven't been here for the whole show. I've been here for... A, a good number of episodes. Um, this is the single funniest episode yeah. I have been here. <laughs> in, in my, from my perspective, this is the funniest episode the entirety of the LUQ. Holy fucking Just shit! You, you four are the funniest fucking bastards, and well, you, thank you made me bust my whole gut several times. We've laughed a lot in other episodes, but like this one is just the, the archetype of yeah. giggly hoo ha. I let, I let Zach in, almost passed out. Yeah, he true. did almost faint. You You turned red like a tomato. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. The hashtag for this week is hashtag busted guts. (laughs) Hashtag giggly hoo-ha. Oh, I like that too. And I I went first and started all serious. And I was like, I wish I had thought. I should have known that we would all just fucking fart right into the microphone. (laughs) It was a great tone setter though. Yeah. Like as soon as you did that, like I for one was like, Oh, we're fucking on today. Like, oh, the flavor, okay. the flavor of yours was That's amazing. cool as hell. Oh, no, I, I, I thought he was cool too. But yeah, uh, if I had to pick, I, and we like really weighed all the options because there was a lot that really tempted us. Like we talked about how fun the catfish would be. And for me, like some of the smaller ones, it was like a one-time fit payoff was like, oh, it's <laughs> Wusha, but now he's small, you know, and, but they were also cool races, which added a lot to it as well. And we also thought, like, well, what would the, what would the characters pick? They might want something kind of comfortable for their friend to slide back into. Mm. But then the animal talking was so good. But I think for a long time during our deli- deliberation, the Helbatross was pretty high on my list. <laughs> because knowing the mechanic of something crazy can happen once a day. And also the idea of Wusha, like, flying at high speed, throwing javelins. And all the food jokes we make in the show. The idea of you being a giant seagull. <laughs> It was not intended to be a giant seagull, by the way. It was supposed to be like a Glabrezu. No, no. Giant <laughs> seagull is a fucking fantastic pivot from that. Like albatrosses so are one of my favorite birds, and that's very wooshy. Helbatross is fucking hilarious. Helbatross is good. I, it, was, I did, it was a toss-up. I did have a, a, a thing if you guys picked the frog. I was going to lean into the I'm tall but I want to be small thing because fucking mm. uh, they can climb, so I was going to be up often. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so to start. The f- like one of my favorite moments in this was punching Angelo in the chest repeatedly <laughs> to make his to make <laughs> to get the vibrato. The, okay, I know that I know that for everybody else and for the audience, the funniest things would have been the things people were saying. But the fact that Angelo was like, "I need a vibrato." We're going to do this. And we tried like six different ways to get it. And the best one was me walking up and just vibrate arming his, his fucking diaphragm <laughs> to the point where he can get that perfect vibrato. So it good. was hilarious. So fucking I don't know. Why, that's what I thought. So you know what? I haven't done this before. Let's see if it works on a mic. No, <laughs> that was a bold choice. It took so much effort not to fucking laugh into your mic while I'm sitting there punching you in the gut. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was um, the kind of thing you would never anticipate doing coming into recording that day. Not no, at no. all. Not at all. Uh, fucking, I love it. Uh, Max, I absolutely fucking adore your old fish man. Uh, <laughs> everything about it. Luka- okay, so I was worried Lakatha was going to be too obvious a choice, but by making him a fucking catfish, it was beautiful. I Thank fucking you. adored it. Thank you. Your goo person was <laughs> exactly what I needed. And which leads perfectly into my next statement, which is I wanted the plasmoid so fucking bad. <laughs> I wanted Wushan not to have a face. I, in my mind, that was the one that brought him closest to Mother Ocean because he would literally become as seawater. Oh, that's That fair. to me was the definition of good. Also, the fact that he gets ethercraft control, which means now suddenly he's proficient in being able to fly a ship in a world that's definitely in that direction. Uh, like the fact that he would get to be a big boy if he wants to by just jumping in some water. Like I wanted that plasmoid so hard. Second choice, <laughs> second choice would have been the kobold because again, it had the Drake Warden feature. And Max mentioned that if he if he got picked the kobold, he would have just shifted his character entirely to Drake Warden, and I would have loved that. Between those two, huge toss up. Lakatha was an obvious alternate choice because. Fish man, and when you made him a catfish, I fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved a lot, rolling a lot of these. Uh, when I rolled them up, I genuinely was like, okay, I had a couple of rules. One, it can't be anything just straight up PHB. Two, if it has an aquatic option, it's going to be the aquatic option. And other than that, that's it. So I just rolled eight, and I let them. I let you guys play it. I gave each of them something aquatic, a little bit of a bonus uh, to reflect the fact that you know you died, and I want you to come back with a little bit of a fun reward. <laughs> and I adore it. Can I mention something about Old Fishman real quick? Totally. His name was uh, Palobath, but I had another name written down for him, which is Sebastian. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sebastian. Um, I wanted to also say, Law, I fucking loved both of your presentations desperately. The, fir- the Sphinx and everything about that was so goddamn cool and flavorful. In fact, when you guys, when you first pitched that Fearbolg, I was like, Damn, maybe Furbolg isn't the dump choice that I thought it was. And then when literally moment from the very second you started to the very second you ended, everything about that goddamn koi and the robot was exactly perfect. It was the hardest we've all laughed the entire. Usually when you laugh really hard, you know how you run out of laugh juice and eventually you just can't laugh anymore. We didn't run out. You just drained every ounce that was left and then found more. I could not stop. The second you just said the Furbolg that I presented, the entire time we were deliberating, I didn't even think about the fact that the Furbolg was one of the characters I described. <laughs> didn't even cross my synapses for a moment. You said, like, that was my... Oh, yeah, the seaweed guy. That was my- <laughs> I'll be honest. The two that were lowest on my list were the Furbolg and the Genasi. But again, your two presentations of those two made them so much more tempting that I was like, God, I almost feel like you got to pick them now. That's why people pay advertisers. Yeah, it's, right? Uh, like I'm in marketing or something. <laughs> Manatee so, nipples. Manatee nipples. <laughs> this, this was one of my favorite episodes to record. I had the most fun I've ever had at, at this table. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of different kinds of fun, but pure comedy, this wins. Thank you guys so much for being here on this journey. I didn't mean this for this to one be as long as it is. I definitely... Didn't mean it to be as uh, funny as it is. And it's certainly through no doing of my own because I played no role in this comedy. <laughs> Don't hey, say hey, that. Your counselor was great. Thank you. Your counselor oh, was Oh, yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you'll, notice, you'll notice that I specifically said pick your favorite comedic moment because I didn't want anybody to say the favorite moment was my dumbass counselor because <laughs> all of you were so good. Anyway, Hediger the Editor, uh, I think we actually did a pretty tight job of keeping this one editable, even if it is an hour 45 by the end of it. Uh, again, no Brie Golden for this one, but uh, she'll be coming back up soon. And uh, until next time, we wish you luck. Hey.